you're hot. If you're cold in here, you go outside, you'll be too hot out there. And then you'll come in here, then you'll be too cold, then you'll go out there. So. Aren't we a fickle bunch of people? No wonder why we were called stiff necks. Well, if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and flip to 1 Kings chapter 17. And, uh, I'm not sure of the uh, title to this series of sermons that we're going to look to the scripture for, but we're going to be preaching on Elijah, teaching on Elijah, some of the things that possibly we learn through the life of Elijah, um, some good points for us to learn by, apply to ourselves in our life, our circumstances, because how many of you know that if we aren't careful, we will... We will kick out the word of God in our life in order to make room for what we perceive to be the right way to accomplish something. See, I don't, I don't go to work, um, and I'm, I'll be the one of the first people to tell you, God didn't give us the Holy Spirit to help us complete the natural. He gave us the Holy Spirit to influence our supernatural. So it's the things that's outside of our control, the things that are beyond our capabilities that the Holy Spirit will then become a part of and, and be in place. Because see, I've, I've heard it, man. People say, well, I stood in front of the closet and I prayed in tongues 15 minutes to find out what kind of blouse I should wear. Please. Please. He, please. Please. I mean, it, and, and that's not the type of person... That, that I want to be known to the community with. Someone that is that, to the point, I will say fanatical. Now, I, I, am, just, I am just dumb enough to believe whatever's said in that book that God will make come pass. Because it don't matter to me. I'll just walk right out in it, and it's okay. And if it don't come to pass, and something doesn't come to pass on that, I don't have to make excuses for God. We, we think that we're, we are the advocate for God. That, why do we think that we are going to go and represent God in a jury? I would much rather have Jesus representing me on that day of judgment versus me trying to represent God here and, and explain why God didn't do this or why God didn't do that. Why, anybody ever had those questions asked? Or have you asked them yourself? Because I've, I've done it. I've had people come, if God's in control, why are there abortions? That's not, that's not God. That's man. But see, we won't say, we'll say, well, you know. So what I want us to do is to be able to glean from Elijah and try to figure out some things that we can apply to our own lives that will increase us in this life here because he does want you to have a good life here also, Scripture says that he won't withhold any good thing from his people. So, with that being said, let's start. I've got a sticky note, and I've got three things on a sticky note. 
and we'll just see what happens. Um, we're going to go through verses 1 through 7. That's what we'll try to stay within. And I could probably preach a series out of that. The more I kept looking at this and the more I kept reading it, I was like, man, but that's a good point too. What, what if I put that with this? But we're going to learn three things this morning is what I'm going to try to accomplish. And I need the Holy Spirit's help. Verse number one, and Elijah the Tishbite, don't, well, I was going to read all of it and talk, but isn't it amazing that we hear nothing about this Tishbite, this, this man named Elijah? We, we, don't, we don't know anything about him. All we know is Elijah the Tishbite. He shows up on the scene. He's just. And we don't give any thought to stuff like that. We just, we read it, Elijah the Tishbite, and we move on. But there's some meaning behind that. Because number one, we need to know what Elijah means. Jehovah is God. Jehovah is my God. My God is Jehovah. So we know that he serves God, and we know that Hebrew, in those days and times, they would name their children. They were a little more in tune with naming their children than we are today. Today, we'll throw a pot across the kitchen, and whatever the sound makes, that's what we'll call our child. We don't give a whole lot of thought to it. But then they, they put purpose in the name. So here we have, so we know that he comes from a, a, a God-fearing family. We, we know that he's God-fearing. So with that being said, we'll look on in here a little bit more. Of the inhabitants of Gilead. Gilead was basically a place that was like the, uh, it was a, uh, a fortress, a, uh, a hideaway, a, uh, a secret place. And he said to Ahab, man, I can't get anywhere. Y'all know who Ahab is? Ahab has been recognized in a few chapters before, maybe the last chapter before, that Ahab was the, the, the one king that had done the most evil in the eyes of God than any other king before him. So Elijah isn't just talking to some king that just took a throne and everything's okay this guy is evil he's done more evil than anybody else up to this point as the lord god of israel lives this is elijah before whom i stand see he elijah didn't have that's what we need man I'm like, this ain't even in my notes i don't even know how to do this now elijah shows no fear to man Elijah, and this is what we need to, this is how we need to walk out our lives before men. See, when you stand before God himself, that's what Elijah just said. Let me read it. As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. If you can stand before God, what man can you not stand against? Greater is he that is in, never mind. 
And Elijah shows up on the scene. He's talking to Ahab. He said, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. I've always loved that. Because my is not capitalized. That's not according to God's word. That's according to Elijah's. How would you like to know that what you speak, heaven stands behind? Can you imagine walking out your life? It's not being arrogant, it's being confident. Knowing that heaven stands behind your word because what comes out of your mouth flows from your heart and we guard that because we already know that the issues of life come from our heart. So we guard our heart and the only thing that we do is speak the will of God. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, came to Elijah. He said, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Man, okay, there's an example. I'll, I'll forget that by the time I get there, so I'm going to say it now, but just excuse me when I get there, because I might say it again. This brook Cherith flows into the Jordan. Jordan was the provision the cherith, the brook, was the provider. He didn't go to the... Come on, church. <laughs> the ravens brought him bread and meat. That's a sandwich. In the morning. And bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. I just got, every once in a while, I got to make sure you're still here. Some of you are still going like this because you wasn't listening. You, you was thinking about cutting your grass or something. You wasn't listening. And it happened after a while. You need to underline that after a while. Or circle that. Or put brackets around. That the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. If you know anything about Elijah through his walk, Elijah is known for standing against false gods, other gods. He was a protector, if you will, of the worship of God, of Yahweh. So he would come and stand against the adversities that would be displayed, that would be contrary to worshiping God. And the first one that he gets to meet up with is Ahab, which Ahab has turned to Baal. See, he allowed, oh man, there's 
so much backdrop. The, the kingdom had been split at this time. And, and Ahab was in the northern part of Israel. He was north kingdom and there was south kingdom. And Ahab was over that portion, the upper kingdom. Well, when they had split, what happened was they began to build temples and put in false gods in the northern kingdom to keep from people going down south and getting the Bible belt. So they would stay up top. So what had happened, he allows Baal, because he married Jezebel, he allowed Baal to be introduced to the Israelites, to the north kingdom in Israel. He had built tabernacles or temples for him, and they put this false god in. Well, there was, a false, there was also a false god. It was between him and another god, and I forgot the name of her, but, well, it, whatever. But it was a, it was a her, supposedly. Um, and they were supposed to be like the deity of um, supply, the, the deity of um, fertility in that kingdom. And that's, they, they looked to Baal and they, they, wished, they wished that Baal would give them prosperity in their lands when they would plant. Um, Baal was supposed to be the god of rain. So now that you start looking at now Elijah, this is a good teaching moment. Now you start looking at Elijah that came and was introduced to Ahab on God's direction. He now goes to Ahab and the first challenge is to let the Israelites know and to let Ahab know and to let us know that the only God of rain was Yahweh because he said, okay, here's the deal. Out of this, with what we're going to talk about, you're not going to get any dew and you're not going to get any rain. So you're not going to get the big blessings or the little blessings. How many of you know, it's, it's easy. It's easy to go through a dry season when the humidity's down. And it's not so muggy, and right? It's a lot easier to do that. But if you take that away and take the mugginess away, then the heat's really not as bad. If you've ever been overseas and you've ever gone to Afghanistan and that, that type of place, over, I mean, it's 105 degrees out there, and it really feels like it's probably about 85 or 90 here. So you can tolerate the heat a little more. Well, Elijah says, no more dew or rain. Until I say so. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Well, he tells him this. Now God comes in. And God says, now I want you to leave. We're going to talk about three things. One is going to be obedience. This is what we learn from Elijah through these first seven scriptures. We, 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 learn, we learn about obedience. We, we learn, we're going to learn about provision and who provision comes from, and how provision is given. We're going to learn also that provision is temporary. Even when God gives it. I'm tired of y'all just, you, you thinking because everything's going good, and then you thinking, well, I'm serving God right, and everything's there, and as soon as something goes bad, you blame God, and now you walked away from him and went back. See, I'm just tired of that. That's nonsense. 
That's, that's a false gospel. That's a false hope that's being presented to Christians. To, to, that's, that's a false hope being presented to the world. So what we find is obedience is first. And, and God tells, is, he, he, he tells Elijah, he says, I want you to go to the brook Cherith. I want you to go to Cherith. And if you know anything about the word Cherith, I love looking at words and seeing what they mean when they, when they spit stuff out like that in the Bible. I try to go into it and look at it. Cherith means to sever, to cut away, to separate, to divide. So the first thing we learn about provision, and by the way, the title, I give Tommy a title early this morning. <laughs> purposed, purposed provision. See, we're just, we're flamboyant, man. We, we love to show God off and well, bless the Lord, I got a new job. Bless the Lord, I got a new car. Bless the Lord. We, we, we show God off. No, no. Yuck. But we, we show God off. But there's a purpose behind the provision. And we can learn from our provisions if we're patient. So Elijah takes the word of God and says, okay, I'm going to Cherith. And God separates Elijah. See, you got to understand a little bit about the life of Elijah and where Elijah is going to end up and where he's going. He's getting ready to go to Mount Carmel. He's got to wipe out some prophets of Baal. He's going to be the only one standing before everybody else. See, too many times we'll, we'll set up in church. I don't even know if this is going to go in the right way. Too many times we'll set up in church and we get, we get a little tickle or a warm fuzzy or a hair raises on our arm. And we go, ooh, that's the call of God. And out the door we go. And we, we want to express everything to everybody without being prepared for what it's going to take. In order for you to stand and give what God's given you. God thought enough of Elijah to say, look, I'm going to put you in front of Ahab. I'm going to put you to confront Baal. He thought, so it wasn't like God just picked up a man. It wasn't like God just walked by and said, oh, hey, why don't I use you? He trusted this man. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? To know that God trusted you? I wonder how many of us walk our life out. And God's going, man, I sure, I sure would love to bless you. But if I do, I know what's going to happen. Let that sit for a minute. Does God, does God trust you? So here comes Elijah. Standing before this king. And telling this king what's what. And God says now I want you to leave. 
So Elijah leaves. See, a lot of the things that we need to be prepared for in life is going to cause us to have things in our lives severed. There's, there has to be a separation. I mean, come on. I mean, we, look, th this is a common thread throughout Bible. This is a common thread throughout Bible. Moses separated 40 years. You with me? You tracking? Who else do we have? Let's say uh, Joseph. Joseph was separated. Remember, he was in prison. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was separated. He was in the wilderness. They said dude was rough. He had, he had better hair than you. <laughs> See that? See how God will work that? Jesus. You didn't know anything about Jesus until he was about 30 years old. You just knew that he was born. See, we, we, we think that once we're called and once we get a warm fuzzy, man, we jump right in the kettle. God knows what he's doing. You have to trust him in the process. So Elijah takes off and Elijah goes to the brook. I love this part, man. I'm, at first I got mad. Now, wait a minute. God, you set this thing up for him, and now you're going to take it from him? Y'all do know that the brook dried up. We read that. Do you know how long he was at the brook? Have you ever done your study on that? <laughs> Man, there's so much food in here. 11 years. Eleven years. Wonder why nobody else knew about that brook. Because the drought was only three and a half years, wasn't it? But can you imagine this being you? God just blessed you with something that no one else has. God just blessed you with something nobody else has. And you're sitting in this blessing, in this provision. You're in this provision 11 years. And God comes and takes it away from you. See, if we aren't careful, the longer we become attached to a provision, we'll forget about the provider. The longer we sit in the lap of luxury, we soon forget what it was to have to come 
from being a pauper, a beggar. God sets him up, puts him in. Man, I, see, I, when I look, I look at pictures. So I'm sitting here checking this man out in a palace while everybody else in a grass hut. And then it burns down. And he has to move. But he said, if you go down to this brook, I've already commanded the ravens. You have to know what ravens are. The ravenous birds. That's where they get the name. Greedy. They'll take food out of another bird's mouth. Ravens are just, they dirty birds. So they'll, they'll take the food out of their mouths. Wouldn't this be like uncommon provision? How could you have such a bird bring food to me when in most cases that bird would take food from me? Boy, uh-oh, somebody, who are you? You're sitting here. See, God's going to provide you through the means that you ain't ready for. That's why you better be careful in how you receive and accept people in and out of your life. Just because God don't sin and he doesn't tell us to sin doesn't mean that God won't use sin or sinful people to provide for his people. He said that what? He'll have the unjust store up money. We'll, we'll get to take that money that the unjust to get. But see, we, we are so self-righteous and so Christian. Well, I don't want that money. That's, <laughs> that's drug money. No, if it's in your hand, it's God's money. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every drug lord in Roanoke Valley begin to tie to this house. <laughs> we, we've gotten beside ourselves somehow, and, and, and we have decided now how, how provision is going to be given to the church and, and how we're going to walk in provision in our homes and our family and in our lives. And the whole time, God's going, boy, if you just get away from yourself for a minute. Uncommon provisions. They'll come in ways you're not ready for. Can you see these ravens wearing? They'd have to wear white bow ties because you couldn't see the black bow tie. So it'd be white bow ties like butlers flying in with the sandwich. <laughs> Twice a day dropping it off. See the way we act now. We would have turned, we'd have been shooting them out of the air. And going up and eating them instead of eating what they provided. Uncommon provision. 
So it's a matter of, it's not just the provision, but it's how it's given. Through what means does it come? See, God is teaching us something. He's saying, listen, I'm the provider. As long as I get to dictate to you, he's not a dictator, but as long as I get to dictate the provision, I'll bless your socks off. I mean, I, I look at Elijah, almost looking like <laughs> Eric, almost looked like he need to go on that diet too with us. Cause he fat daddy boy, he hanging out by the brook, just eating, ain't got to work for nothing. It's just being, come on, how to, see, y'all don't like to hear stuff like that, but I'm telling you right now, there are things, God said that you will live in houses you did not build, you will, you will eat of the fruit that you did not plant. Y'all can't get that. Y'all won't. Y'all don't. I'd love. Well, you better be careful. Rocky almost messed up. It's just a, it's a nice thought. It's an idea of being able to sit and let God bring it to you. But see, he brought it to him in a place of separation where there was pain. See, oh, it's painful. See, when you... Okay, it ain't painful. Let me help you. As of today, we're going to go on a fast. And what we're going to fast, oh, you'll love this, is people. <laughs> Got to sleep in separate rooms. Can't eat together, can't talk. Come on, no, no, no interaction. Some of you going, I think Pastor lost his mind. I'm not doing that. Dawn just elbowed Dennis said, you ain't listening to him. <laughs> but see, we don't, we don't understand how drastic this is to be pulled away. Because what God is trying to do, God is trying to separate Elijah's mind. He does not want him to have any other perspective of man. Because what he's about to face, he's got to face alone. None of us want to face anything by ourselves. We, we got we to die together. We got to have somebody to help. Can't do nothing on our own. We got to have everybody's opinion. What do you think about my shoes? Come on, women. You like my new shoes? You like my nails? Look at my nails. You like my hair? Come on. Men, y'all the same way, check out my gun. <laughs> See my Makita? <laughs> We're pathetic. We've got to have public opinion. We can't be secure in our own skin. i got to make sure somebody, Eric, is behind me. And God's saying, listen to me. What you're about to face is going to be far beyond anybody else's help. And this is why it's so important to have your own devotion time. And I'm not, I'm not the guy. See, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to just blow your mind. I don't have to read that scripture every day. Uh-oh. 
That would have been a good place for crickets. That would have been a good place for crickets right there. See, we're so caught up in the religion, we think we have to read that word every day. Let me listen, and I'm not I'm not discouraging you telling you not to. I'm just telling you, look, I am good enough in my own skin that there are days that I can go, God, you already know where I am, you already know what's going on. I just need you to talk to me. And you know, right now, if I open up that scripture, as desperate as I am in my time. I'm going to thumb a page, and it's going to say, uh-oh, now I need to go and get in, in uh, sackcloth and ashes. And, and, and that's not what I'm needing to hear today. Don't you know that God knows you better than you? And if you'll just, if you'll be quiet sometime in prayer. But we're so against that, man. Because that's not, that's not religious enough. That doesn't meet up with our manuals. And God wants your relationship. Yours. Not yours and everybody else in your, in your life. That, that's not helping your relationship with him. He wants yours. Not yours and. He wants yours. I'm not picking on you. You're just there. You're looking. You're watching. You're intent. God's trying to grab Elijah and put Elijah in a place that his trust and his faith in him. But I can't let you sit here too long, Elijah. The brook's got to dry up. What happens when a provision is perishable? Y'all, women, y'all know that, right? Perishable goods. What happens when your provision is perishable? And one day it goes away. Then what? Will you still trust God? Oh, because it gets worse. See, from going to Ahab and just saying, look, it ain't going to rain till I say it rains. Like, as, as if that ain't hard enough. He says, okay, now go separate yourself. I, I want you to sever everything. You can't have man's perspective. I don't want you talking to anybody else. Can't nobody discourage you. You got to be with me. I want your trust. I want your attention. And then he's hanging out there. And 11 years later, the brook dries up. He says, okay, now what I want you to do is go to another place. This is, this is verse 8 and beyond. But I want you to go to another place. And that other place is actually... It's, it's, it's kind of like the Bible belt, but it was the Baal belt. Now, why would God send him to that? What? And, and then he sent him to a widow. Wait a minute. Scripture says that we should be taking care of a widow. See, you better be. So many times we think we hear God, but we don't understand him. Oh, we heard what he said. See, I've got some of those people in my life now that I'm trying to coerce. And let them understand. I, I get you. you. You heard him. But do you understand what you heard? Man, we think we got it down. If God says do this, we think it's do this. And we didn't listen to all of it. We didn't take nothing into consideration. 
all we heard was, I want you to quit your job. Gone. <laughs> and then when we go home, he says, now I want you to push play again. I want you to quit your job when this other supervisor comes in because what he's going to bring. Oh, we heard God. God did say quit. I ain't saying he didn't. He did. He just didn't say do it right then. We're impatient. He looks at him and says, I want you to get up now. See, you can't, you can't rely on your provision to carry you through. It's not the provision. It's the provider. Scripture says to look unto the hills to where my help comes from. We, look, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It doesn't say about, look, it never once... Can you find in scripture it says, look unto the cross? The cross was a provision. But we are hung up in our provisions. And we get so complacent in our provisions that we think that is what's going to carry us. No! Provisions are perishable, they're temporary. Man, I've rocked some religious people and said, look, even the blessings of God are temporary. <gasps> there ain't but one thing. There ain't but one thing. And it's him. That will never change. He'll be the same yesterday. Today and forever. See, you can count on God when the brook dries up, when the rain stops flowing. You, you can rely on God because tomorrow God's going to be there. The brook may not be. Your job may be gone next week, but God will still be there. This is why we lose, this is why we lose trust in God. Because we're wanting to weigh in on what God got us. Best job of my life I thought I was going to retire at. And I told her I'll never leave this job. I will stay here till the day I die. I'm retiring at, man, I love that job. I am retiring at this job. And in about a year's time, I seen the writing on the wall. Actually, about nine months in, ten months in, I see the writing on the wall and go, hmm, something's happening. And I told her, they're, they're squeezing everything. Something's wrong. I left. Six months later, they sold the whole company to another company, and my position was gotten rid of anyway. Listen, your provision is temporary. God, the provider, will be constant. He is consistent. But are we willing to give God that much credit? Can he trust you? It's what he's having to do with Elijah. It's what he's having to do with Elijah. He trusted him enough to say, now I want you to go and speak to him. 
Tell him what's what. Can you imagine what may have gone through his mind when he told Ahab? Because I'm, I'm, in my, I'm thinking, I'm going, well, if I tell him that it's not going to rain, I'm living here. Y'all just don't think like me. God, I'm not so sure I want to, because that's, it, it would be like, it would be like God giving me a word to her, a word of knowledge. Not saying that God will, not saying that God won't. I'm just using this as an example. God coming to me and telling me that she's going to do this and this and this and this. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. Cause and effect. If she does this, this, and this, and that, I'm, I'm not telling her that. If I tell her that and she gets that in her mind and she runs off and actually does it. Come on, you'd do the same thing. You'd do the, you would do the same thing. You'd be going, well, God, are you sure? This would be the time that you'd really pause and try to hear all of God. God, I need to hear you put the period on the end of that sentence. It needs, I need to hear it go. Because now we know it's affecting us. Are you willing to give the word of the Lord when it affects you directly? Big difference now, ain't it? See, it's, oh, it's easy to give somebody else a word from the Lord when it don't affect you. God said, this is how I, 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 and you run, and you happy, and I'm happy, and your husband is going, what? God's looking for the ones that he can trust. And there's going to be pain in it. The anointing doesn't come without cost. I mean, we're talking about Elijah. Elijah done something nobody else had seen up to that point. Elijah raised somebody from the dead. So this was a bad dude. Right? But God trusted him. And willing to set it a book for that long. Now see, I would have had, I would have had problems when he said, go to this other place. And there's a woman there I've already commanded to help you. <laughs> we'll talk about her maybe next week. But I'd have had a problem with that. Yeah, sure. Like what you give me here? Oh, you ain't never done that. I'm, I keep forgetting I'm talking to a holy group of people. You ain't, you ain't never looked at God and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to believe this one like I'm supposed to believe it. See what happened over here? You, yeah, you told me that that was the woman of my dream. Yeah, but I didn't tell you to marry her. <laughs> Not my fault it didn't work out. I just told you that was the woman of your dreams. And it was. And that's where she should have been. Right? Come on. I mean, this is the only... I'm, I'm trying to get it right here to where we can understand this because we, we need to know what God's trying to teach us. 
through the lives of the people that he, that he decided to put in the word. If Elijah's there for a while, and he is, we need to learn from him. Elijah's, he's actually on the scene longer than Jesus was. Right? You don't think you can learn from Elijah? I would say you probably can. Because God was still involved. Well, he's not Jesus. Well, okay. Mr. Religion, I got you. But Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Can he trust you at the brook? Will will you be willing to get rid of everything in your life to have quiet time with him? Are you willing to do that? Don't go home telling your husband... Joe's in here, so you can't tell Joe any of this. And Joe, she, and Meg's in here, you can't tell Meg any of this either. You, are, are you willing to have separate time and be by yourself? Fast your spouse? Are you willing? Some of them going, yes, Lord, just please say fast them. Some are like, the only problem is you married the one of your dreams. <laughs> you didn't marry the one he told you to marry. <laughs> you, you don't want to separate time like that. But are, are, I mean, are you willing? Because that's the only thing that I can make this come to. I mean, because marriage is, marriage is vital and it's, it's important to have that, that unity. And that's the only... Because if I tell you your friends and stuff, some of you can do, well, I mean, I guess some of you can do without your spouse, some of you can do without your friends, some of you can do without work, some of you can do without whatever. But are you willing to get rid of everything and everybody at the word of the Lord? Elijah didn't know where he was going. Elijah only knew where he had been. I mean, look at it. Every time he spoke to God about a problem, it was about where he had come from. Every time Jesus spoke to God, it was about where he was going. (laughs) Dear God in heaven, help us. You're tied to the past. And the Bible actually wants us to tie our hope into the anchor. Which is in Christ. So obedience, are you, are, you, are you willing to obey the word of the Lord? That's the first thing. You've got to be willing to obey. You've got to understand what is obedience. Obedience is, is, is being willing to do what God's asked you to do, whether it affects you or not. Will you? Because see, when we, when we just obey God when it's convenient for us, that's not obedience. 
what that is is selfishness. That's far from God. He said, if you love me, you'll do what's good for you. No, that ain't what he said. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Obedience, obey. I actually went to English class once or twice. Recognize that your provisions will come from places may not make any sense. It's like that going to the mailbox, checking the mail. It's like checking the mail. You go in the mailbox and there's a check. And, and what's so funny? This is funny. What's so funny about that check? They owed you. <laughs> and we count it as a blessing. That wasn't no blessing. The blessing was is that you were you wasn't smart enough to catch it when you overpaid. They they owed you the money. <laughs> but we're gonna look at that. Lord, ain't nobody got a check from heaven right now. Uh, uh, heaven, from Heaven National Bank. Sign God. I ain't seen that check yet. I've been looking for it. I ain't seen it. But provisions come in various ways, various forms. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Trust him. Now, don't believe every spirit. Check that spirit by the spirit. But every, every provision will come differently. doesn't always have to be a righteous, in our eyes, provision. It will always be a righteous provision if it's a provision by God. And then are you willing to separate yourself? Will you do that? So that you have clarity? So that you have understanding in your life from God, not man? Don't worry about what people think of your nails. They didn't pay for them. And I can prove it. I can go to my checkbook, and I know you ain't paid for my white nails. None of you. I don't care if you like them or not. Now, she showed them to me, and I made mention. I said, they didn't, they didn't do them. I paid for these nails. They said, they ain't doing them. She said, yeah, no, they didn't. Y'all see something wrong? You see something wrong? You don't see nothing wrong because you're a woman. Do you see something wrong? Yeah, he sees something wrong. You see something wrong, Matt? I mean. <laughs> Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Joe. Leave it alone. You're a woman. You don't understand. But see, listen, I do understand. I paid for something I did not get. They missed about four other fingers. But see, because I, I provided that provision.
I'm trying to help you. See, you know, all the way through when, when Jesus was ministering to people, Jesus always took parables. And he spoke in parable form. What Jesus was doing was taking things that they already understood and brought a spiritual principle, okay, to make it earthly good. Okay? And he, that's what he used. If, if he was, he didn't talk to farmers about architects. They would have looked at him and said, what? No, we hook that plow to that ox and we pull it. But if he taught them about farming, man, they, they understood. You can't, plant, you can't plant a grain of corn today and expect it to grow. They, they understood that. And that's all I'm trying to do is get you to understand. I ain't picking on you because all you women do it. She already knows what it is. So poor Joe's living in the same boat I am. It's an accent now. No, it's missed four fingers. So the next time, Joe, me and you will go to the nail salon with them and go, no, 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 I'm paying for five. <laughs> Get all five on that hand. All five of them. <laughs> the provision that Elijah got was provision that was meant to carry him to his next assignment so your provisions aren't to carry you through your past see oh thank you Holy Spirit Whew. this one's worth coming for too many times we're looking for a provision to settle us From a past occasion. You ever said this to her? Oh, well, matter of fact, I can do it live because it don't matter because they may know who I'm talking about because they said it, but nobody else will know. He said, I've lived in a trailer most of my life. I don't want this house to feel like a trailer. There's a provision of a home. But the enjoyment of that home doesn't come because it's settling an emotional downfall from the past. That provision now should be used for a catalyst of where God's trying to take you. See, maybe, maybe your home wasn't big enough to hold home groups, but now, bless God, Come on, come on. See, we, we think that everything that we're given, we think that everything that we're given is for us. And absolutely none of it is for you. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. But we want to be given before we give. And even after we've given, we're not so sure we want to give. Provision is for a purpose. Are we willing to use it as such? I ain't going to dig no more. I'm done. I'm done digging.
because there's still a lot there. Many more, many more good things. There's a bunch still in them first seven verses. We could probably dissect each verse. But those are three three quick points that we can learn right off the bat, right out of Jump Street on Elijah. And and if I would dare take this step, I would say that all of us could use at least two of the three. So don't don't get hung up in your provision. Get hung up in the provider. Because see, he's he's never ending. He's more than enough. That's El Shaddai. He's got more than you can handle. He said he'll open up windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you're un incapable of containing you're unable to contain you can't contain but you out there with your foot trying to drag that grain in too because you don't even want the birds to have any of it selfishness shame 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 all right look i don't want to end it on a good note end it, end it. i don't want to end it on a bad note end it on a good note if you don't take nothing else away, take this away. When you go, get your nails did, get all five of them done on that one hand. And then make sure they get the other hand and get all five. Because see, look, it's the same. It, it's an accident nail. It's not an accent nail. This is an accident nail. There's only one nail polished. Stop. Stop. See, all the women want to gang up on you because you're the man. No. Pay for them nails and want all of them done. We're going back again tomorrow. Y'all good? I want, I, want to, I want to quit. I want, I want to stop. Oh, did we say bye to Facebook? Y'all shut that off, didn't you? Oh, deuces.